tell somebody I'm for you I'm for you
God is not ours, it's the Lord's. Trust God. Keep living for Him. That's one thing that's never changed. It doesn't matter what tomorrow holds. Our marching orders are the same. Carry your cross. Reach the lost. Work in the field. Keep your eyes looking up. For your redemption draweth nigh. Because He's coming with clouds and every eye is going to see Him. One day Jesus is coming back. something that's going to help us in this, these days to come, I, I feel like tonight is something that as children of God, we are blessed to have, but it's something that we've got to give as well, and that's mercy. And tonight I want to talk on this, on this subject, the wisdom of mercy, the wisdom of mercy. And so I'm just going to pray for a lesson, and I'll let you listen to scripture that it's because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed and I've thought about that a lot today and I know that in reading that context of scripture uh, he's talking to his people who are held captive and they're in a a foreign land and uh, the prophet is speaking saying you know the reason that we're still alive and still around is because of God's mercy. We're not consumed. When something's consumed, it's gone. But I begin to think of that today as it applies to us. And I know that it's God's mercy that's kept me alive all these years. There's no doubt about that. But there are things in this world that want to consume us. And I believe that we could say it is of the Lord's mercies and it's because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And now listen, it's not just the mercy that he applies to our life. When we learn that we must show mercy, 
We have to show people the mercy of God. And I believe that when we learn that if we will be merciful, that that helps us to walk and live in this life and it keeps us from being consumed by by hate and anger and wrath and and divisions and strifes and and, uh, even sin and other things that's going on. But this world is so eat up with so many problems today. But if we remember that my job is to show the mercy to this world that God showed to me, it keeps me from being consumed by uh, any other point of view or any, you know, any sway of the land or, or my peers or anything else. If I can remember that I've got to show mercy yes. to yes. others then I'm going to continue to do what God called me to do. I'll continue to walk in the gifting that God called me to be uh, and called me to walk in, and I'm just going to still be able to fulfill what God really desires all of his people to be, and that's to be a witness and a light yes. in this world. Yes. Without mercy, there is no light. That's just a fact. Uh, uh, no, a Christian cannot shine the light of God if he is not shining mercy and showing mercy. In Proverbs 11 and 30, the preacher said this. He said, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. That means we've got something here. The Bible says we will be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord in the book of Isaiah. And so in Proverbs, he said, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. We've got something. We're putting something out that this world needs. It's a tree of life. We've got something that can help breathe life back in to this dark and starving world. Yes. We've got friends and loved ones and people that we know that are hurting and that are trying to find direction. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're, they, they're confused. They've got all kinds of things. We need to be those trees of righteousness. We need to be the planting of the Lord and we need to be producing fruit. Jesus warned us that every tree that would not produce fruit would be cut down and cast into the fire because it's unprofitable. I don't want to be unprofitable for the kingdom. I want to make sure that I am continuing to produce this fruit that is a tree of life. And then he said, and he that winneth souls is wise. When you... Uh, become a soul winner Uh, you don't become a soul winner and get wise he's saying if you're winning souls then you are wise you've got some wisdom you understand some things in Proverbs 4 and 7 he told us that wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get understanding it's not enough to just have knowledge about the Bible You've got to have wisdom so you know how to use it and so that it can be effective and, and you can reach this loss because you're not winning souls without wisdom. He didn't say he that has knowledge is a soul winner. He said he that's winning souls is wise. He knows what to do. He knows what to say. He knows what to pray. He knows that he's supposed to shine a light. He's got to have some wisdom. Yes. Knowledge is not enough. You can have knowledge about a gun, but if you ain't got wisdom, you're going to kill somebody or maybe yourself. You can have wisdom about, or knowledge about how to crank a car up and put it in gear, but if you don't have 
wisdom how to drive it. If you just swerve all over the place and cut people off and, and speed all the time, you're not using wisdom. And you're going to kill yourself or somebody else. And we, as children of God, what's the Bible say about this word? It's a what? It's a sword. And you know what you can do with a sword? You can kill somebody with it. It can kill people. And we can, with our knowledge, destroy people if we don't temper our knowledge with wisdom. And so in Matthew 5 and 7, Jesus says this. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Now, that means not only am I looking to get mercy from God so that I don't die and so that I'm not consumed, but if I am merciful and showing mercy, it's going to help me not to be consumed as well. If mercy keeps us from being consumed, it works in two uh, realms, I believe it. I believe that it works from God protecting us and it works from us protecting us. God gave us mercy to use. Yeah. Just like he gave us love to use and yeah. compassion to lose and all the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit to use. All those things, those emotions and things that he gave us. He said, use those things to reach this world. And use mercy to keep yourself from being consumed by what's happening so you can continue to win souls. Yeah. So if you're going to have wisdom, let me tell you, here's a little wisdom. You're not winning souls without mercy. Mercy is one of the greatest products that wisdom ever produced because it saved us and it kept us from being consumed. How can you be a soul winner without mercy? How can you have compassion on somebody without mercy? If you don't have mercy, you have no tolerance for people who are making mistakes. But we made mistakes. All the time. That's why we needed his mercy. If we don't have mercy, we have no tolerance for people who are unruly, who are stubborn, who are backslid, who are just outright sinners. We have no tolerance for them. How are we going to win them without mercy? How are we going to pray for them without mercy? How are we going to love them into the kingdom without mercy? How are we going to help them be saved without mercy? How are we going to just, you know, when, without mercy we become judges. Without mercy we become judgmental. We become exactly what this world says we are. This world says we're nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. We're a bunch of judgmental people. They're always pointing the finger at things that have gone wrong. But I'm not here to point out people's wrong. I'll preach against sin and I'll call it out. But friend, I'm going to have mercy. Because I understand, except for the grace of God, except the mercy of God, I wouldn't be standing in here tonight. If God hadn't had mercy on me, I could have been long gone out of this world. Friend, I drove home uh, so intoxicated so many times that I don't even remember pulling into the driveway with what come to and cars still running. And I'm sitting in the driveway, don't even know how I got home. I've had people carry me in the door because I wouldn't even fit enough to even try to drive a car. I've had people put guns in my faces and I've had knives pulled on me and I've been in fights where I should have lost my life but I'm still here tonight because of God's mercy. I was an idiot. I was a fool. I was silly. But God's mercy kept me. And this world is full of people who are idiots and fools. I'm not, I'm not it's just the way it is. They don't know better. And without mercy, they'll never come to the knowledge of the truth. You know what the Bible says leads people to repent? The goodness of God. You know what's part of God's goodness? His mercy. 
For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. And when we talk about how good God is and don't show mercy, there's your hypocrite. When we talk about how God can save but we don't show mercy, we got no witness. Let me tell you, we need to have the wisdom of mercy in this day and hour more than ever before. Because how can you even reflect the God that you love and serve without mercy? This is what the Bible says about the Lord. Psalms 86 and 15. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. That's the God you serve. That's the God that saved you. That's the God that wrapped himself in a robe of flesh and went to the cross. He was full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. And he lives inside of us. And if he lives inside of us, you know, the, the scripture says that when, uh, after we receive the Holy Ghost, we receive power, which is the, the, in the, the Greek, the translation, the dunamis of God or the, the attributes of God. So if we're not showing mercy and compassion and being long-suffering, we're cutting off the, the power. We're not letting the Holy Ghost lead us. The Bible says if we uh, live in the Spirit, we ought to walk in the Spirit. We need to walk in it. We need to live in it. You know, it says we mortify the deeds of the flesh through the Spirit. The deeds of the flesh, that's hatred and, and, and fightings and wars and, and variances and all those kind of things. Those are things we want to stay away from. And we kill those kind of things. We kill that kind of untruth by letting the Spirit lead our life. Yes. Jesus said, I'm going away and he's going to come. The Holy Ghost is coming and it will lead you into all truth. Yes. What did he just say? He said he was plenteous in mercy and truth. God will lead us and show us how to be gracious. If you'll let God lead you, you'll be kind and tenderhearted and forgiving and long-suffering and all these things. Yes. One night, Psalm 119 and 64 says, The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Psalm 145 and 8, The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger. Well, that's a good one to, right there. Yes. Slow to anger yes. and of great mercy. Ooh, it bothers me. I'll just be honest. It bothers me to see hot-headed Christians. It, it bothers me. It, uh, it bothers me to see people say they're full of the Holy Ghost and they can't keep their mouth shut. It bothers me. It bothers me to see people flying off at the mouth, being angry, wagging their finger at people and, and blessing people out and then turn around and tell me, and they want to pray for me. No, you're praying for me. Don't even think you're going to lay your hand on me. I know, because you got two kind of water coming out of that fountain. Hey, what what we're about? The wisdom of mercy. It's by the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Man, let me tell you, if you if I don't feel no mercy coming from you, don't be laying your hands on me, and don't be laying hands on none of my people either. I if I see them like that. No, don't be down here praying for nobody except yourself. You need to back up and let us pray for you. You need mercy. You need God in your life in a bad way. We need the wisdom of mercy. In James chapter 3, I know James is a book of faith. Uh, Listen listen to what he said here in James 3 and 13. He said, who is a wise man? We talked about a wise man already. He that wins souls is wise. He's got wisdom. And so he's winning souls through mercy. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Yes. 
But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. If you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. If you're glorying and you got that stuff going on, you're lying against the truth. He said, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but it's earthly and it's sensual and it's devilish. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of people that's got wisdom from this earth. They got a lot of earthly wisdom. They're so tied up in the things of this world that they can't let the truth of the Holy Ghost, they can't let that spirit of truth guide them. And they try to act like they're serving God. They try to act like they're being uh, compassionate. But then as soon as something don't go their way, they're flying off. They're they're, they're showing out. He said, but this kind of wisdom, it's not from above. It's earthly, it's sensual, it's devilish. He said, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Then it's peaceable. He that winneth souls is wise. When you got wisdom, your motives are going to be pure. That means they're, they're, going to, they're not they're going to have any agenda tied to them. They're going to be pure, and then they're going to be peaceable. They're going to help people find peace. They're going to help. Pe- they're going to help calm things down. They're going to help turn the tide. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's not forcing on anybody. It's not choking nobody out. It's not beating nobody over the head. It's gentle. Yes. It's easy to be entreated. Full, not, not a little bit, not just got to touch up, but it's full of mercy yes. and good fruits yes. without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's the wisdom of mercy. And that's what we need in our lives today. We need the wisdom that is from above, that's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. It's profitable for people, not just for others, but for ourselves. Friend, let me tell you something. Today, I know people think, man, you got to be ironclad and tough in this world today. Well, they were nobody tougher than the Lord. I'm persuaded that nobody could go through the things that he went through except him. And the Bible says that he had all power in heaven and earth, but it also describes him as being meek and lowly. There ain't nothing wrong with being humble, and there ain't nothing wrong with being meek. There ain't nothing wrong with having mercy. There ain't nothing wrong with being kind and tenderhearted and having compassion. You ain't got to be a brawler to be tough. Man, let me tell you, some of the biggest people, spiritual giants I've ever known in my life were the most humble humans on this planet. You couldn't couldn't pick a fight with them. They wouldn't allow it. Oh, that's because they're a coward. You're silly if you think that. That's because uh, they 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 chicken. They don't want to. They just don't want to stand up. For, no, they stood for the truth. Yes. They didn't stand for this wisdom of the world. That's right. That's right. But they stood for the truth. Yes. And they stood for God. They stood for the word. And let me tell you, you ain't got to fight for the word. That's right. The word's gonna stand for itself. Yes, it I ain't got to fight and debate and, and strive about this word. This word means what it says. You can't lie against the truth. That's right. <laughs> the truth. The truth. You can't change it. You might not like it. You might not accept it. You still can't change it. 
I ain't got to fight to defend it. God's word will stand on its own two feet without me. It was standing long before I ever started reading it and long before I ever started preaching it. And so we need mercy. The wisdom of mercy, my friend, is not only going to help us win souls, but it's going to help in this world. If if God's people, if the church, us as individuals, can be merciful people, he said, the merciful shall obtain mercy. I'm, I'm about to get some mercy. I'm going to get a, an overload of mercy that I can distribute, that I can pass out. that I can. You know what? A hard, callous person is looking for somebody to love them, looking for somebody to be kind, looking for somebody to show mercy, looking for somebody to say, God loves you. God cares about you. God's got a purpose for you. Oh, it might tick them off at first. A lot of people don't like to, they, they won't be, but you just keep being merciful. Keep being kind. Keep being loving. Keep being tenderhearted toward people. Have mercy on people. It's going to help save lives. Jesus said in Matthew 10 and 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. And then he said this, Be ye therefore wise as serpents. There's this wisdom thing again. He said, I want you to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. He didn't say, I want you to be as deadly as a serpent. Serpents are deadly. I don't want you to be as slimy as a serpent, sneaky as a serpent. He said, I want you to be wise as a serpent. I don't want you to be biting people like a serpent does. I don't want you to be poisonous like a serpent is. I want you to just take that wisdom of a serpent and then be harmless as a dove. Have the wisdom of that serpent and have the the mercy, the kindness, the compassion be as harmless as a dove. There is a difference. And Jesus exemplified that difference more than anybody ever did in this world. He was a sinless Savior in a world full of sin. But he never changed. But he always had mercy. He always had mercy on people. In Proverbs 3 and 3, it says, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them on the table of your heart. He said, you better hold on to this. Don't let mercy and truth forsake thee. He's not saying mercy and truth's got a mind of their own and they'll, you, you can manipulate them into staying with you. He's saying, don't let them get out of your grip. You hold on to them. Don't let them out of your life. He said, write it on the table of your heart. Bind it about your neck. Keep it with you. We cannot afford to lose mercy and truth. These two words together are foundations in our message today. And the message that we are preaching to this world and trying to shine to this world, the mercy that God had on the guilty that saves us and the truth that makes us free. We need mercy and truth now more than ever, ever before. If we lose mercy, we're going to lose people. If we lose mercy, we're going to lose our focus. If we lose mercy, we lose our vision. We lose our purpose. We lose who we are. We don't want to lose mercy and truth. In Luke chapter 7, there's a story. Uh, I'll try to skim through it instead of having to read all of it, but... Uh, there's a Pharisee, verse 36 says that one of the Pharisees desired him, his name was Simon, 
that he would eat with him, talking about Jesus. And he went down into the Pharisee's house and he sat down to eat. So this man, Simon, desired Jesus to come and eat with him. And it says, And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box and ointment, stood at his feet behind him, weeping, began to wash his feet with tears, wiped them with the hairs of her head, kissed his feet, anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, the one who desired Jesus to come to his house, uh, when he saw this, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus knows what he's doing. He already knows that he's saying this inside himself. But what I looked at here is that he wants Jesus in his house, but he wants the Jesus that he wants in his house. He wants the Jesus that don't like the people that he don't like. That's what he wants. He said, I want Jesus in my house, but I want Jesus to not like the people that I don't like. I don't, uh, this sinner woman has come in my house, and if he was anybody, now he's already questioning the Jesus that he desired. If he was a prophet, he'd know she was a sinner, and I'm not so sure I even want him here now because he, he's fellowshipping with this woman. Everybody's going to say, hey, I saw that sinner woman going into your house. He's going to hurt my reputation. It's going to hurt my reputation to have Jesus around. You know what's happened? This man has no mercy. This man has no compassion. This man has no truth. And he has no idea about who Jesus is really. He just knows that everybody else is following him and he wants a little bit of the fame. Oh, yeah, I, I want you. Hey, woo, come to my house today, Jesus. Oh, he's going to come. He's going to come. That's great. But he wanted the Jesus that he wanted. And that's what the world wants today. They want the Jesus that they want. And everybody's preaching the Jesus that they want to preach. That Jesus don't like this one and Jesus don't like that one. Let me give you a word. Jesus likes everybody and loves everybody and died for everybody. There ain't nobody that Jesus don't love. And so don't be talking about you got Jesus in your house when you're trying to tell him who he can like and not like. Mm -hmm. That's good. That ain't good. If, if you got that Jesus in your house... You ain't got, if, if, if the Jesus that you got don't like the people that you don't like, you ain't got Jesus. Because Jesus loves everybody. And if you don't love everybody, you might better check and see if you got Jesus. That hurt. I'm just telling you. That's what he's saying. This man no longer had, uh, he had no compassion. He had no mercy. And so he was just, he was, when you lose mercy, you get fed up with the Lord. When you, when you don't have mercy, so you can't relate to Jesus without mercy. You can't relate to him without compassion and love. Because he is love. He is mercy. That's what he is. He's full of mercy. You can't, if you ain't got none, you can't relate to him. And this man can't even relate to him. So Jesus, let me sit him straight. He starts talking about uh, how much this woman loved him. And he said, look, he said, when I came in here, he said, you didn't give me any uh, water for my feet. But she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. And you didn't give me a kiss, but this woman has been kissing my feet since I came in the door. My head with oil you didn't anoint, but this woman is anointing my feet with ointment. And wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, mercy. 
For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said, your sins are forgiven. That's mercy. And when we can show people mercy, and when we can have that mercy for people, let me tell you, God is going to move in our life. God's going to protect us. God's going to give us a peace. Because when you have mercy, you can know without a doubt, I have been, we always wonder, what would Jesus do? You have mercy, that's what Jesus would do. And you can rest and lay your head down and sleep at night knowing I've had mercy on somebody. But you know how hard it is to sleep when you've been ugly to somebody. You know how hard it is to lay down when you've got bitterness in your heart against somebody. It's hard to rest. It's it's hard to, to, to make anything go right. But boy, when you just forgive, when you forgive as you've been forgiven, and when you have mercy like you've been shown mercy, man, let me tell you, there might be a lot of things going on that's troubling you, but that ain't one of them. And you can lay down at night and say, you know, uh, you know, this this building ain't closed yet, so that's that's on my mind. But I tell you what, I can lay down knowing that I love everybody. Right. <laughs> I can lay down tonight and know there ain't a soul on this planet that I, I don't care who they are. I might not even know them. There ain't a person on this planet I couldn't hug them around the neck and say, I love you, and so does Jesus, right. and mean it. That's right. I've, I've determined in my heart that's the way to live, and that's the way I'm going to live. Yeah. In Luke 6 and 36, if we're going to be like Jesus, let's listen to what Jesus said about this. Jesus said in Luke 6 and 36, Be ye therefore merciful. Oh, I want you to say be a preacher. Be a missionary. Be an evangelist. Be a minister. You don't need to be none of those if you ain't going to be merciful. He's saying, let me give you a foundation before you start wanting to do a job, let's get you trained right. Be ye therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. Be like your Father. John 3 and 17, the Lord says, Hey, for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. But you ain't saving nobody. You ain't winning those souls without mercy and without wisdom. So be like Him. Don't condemn the world, but have mercy. In John 8 and 11, Jesus told a woman, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I know what you've done. You know the story of that woman. They caught her in the act of adultery. They was fixing to stone her. And the Lord said, You without sin cast the first stone. And they all dropped their rocks and walked off. He looks up and says, Where's those, your accusers? Who's those people who's going to throw the rocks? No man, Lord. Jesus said, Me either. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I understand. I'm not telling you to go and go back to what you were doing. I'm giving you a chance to do it better. That's mercy. I'm showing you a better way. That's mercy. I'm showing you that you can't improve yourself. That's mercy. I know you've done wrong, but you can still go on and make something better of yourself. That's mercy. You can look at people and tell them, look, make something great of yourself. You got the chance with Jesus. He'll give you the opportunity to change your life and to fix your life. We must have mercy. You can stand with me tonight, but I told you this. I told you this wasn't going to be long because I want I want to help us get ready to go and get out of here, and, and people can get home and be safe tonight. And so I'll finish with this. Sum it up. We must have mercy, for it is a product of wisdom. Thank you.
And it is key for us in winning souls. Because the scripture told us tonight that he that winneth souls is wise. It is not our job to compare, measure, or criticize others. If we live our lives as Jesus lived his, then we are going to help people. And if we don't, they're going to turn from us and maybe even turn against us. God's word will take care of what's wrong. Be a vessel of mercy and truth. You don't have to lay down, you don't have to back down, and you don't have to compromise who you are. Don't make the great creation of God's grace, mercy, a weapon to destroy others. Use it like it's meant to be used. Use it in mercy. Use it in grace. Use it in wisdom. Sure as a sword, use it wisely. Use it to, to help get cut sin off of people. Use it to remove bad things off people. Don't use it to kill them. So while she's playing night, I like that song she's playing. Won't you come find a place and pray for a few minutes before we go tonight? Say, God, help me to have mercy. Help me to be merciful.